The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. All right, pilot episode of the Punt and Pass podcast beginning in five, four, three, two. All right, here we go. You are listening to the Punt and Pass podcast. This is the pilot episode, and I am your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside SEC football legend Aaron Murray. Aaron, thanks so much for being here today, being here this season, jumping aboard this idea with me. It's an exciting time. I, I feel like we're a little bit late to the podcast party, the podcast tailgate, I guess you could say, but I think we have the goods. We're, we're bringing the booze. We're bringing, I don't know, the Zaxby's. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Chick-fil-A maybe kind of uh, thinking about some future sponsors. Yeah. We got the good stuff. People are going to be interested in what we're talking about, and I have a few reasons why. Again, thanks for being here today. How are you? Doing good, man. I'm excited to be a part of this with you. Uh, we got some fun, exciting stuff for the season. It's going to be a great season. I mean, we're going to be covering SEC football. There's no other better football in the country, and and we've lived it. We've been a part of it. We've been some of the best guys to play in this conference, yeah. and, and we know a lot about it, and we're ready to share our knowledge and our experience and, and have a great time doing it. Absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of places you can go to get your fix of analysis and coverage when it comes to college football, and especially SEC football down here in the southeast. Currently, we're in Atlanta right now, but I think the most important thing is is why we're doing the Punt and Pass podcast. We want to bring uh, a relevant insight you know, guys who have been there before, who have played in these stadiums, who have played against these coaches, been in these types of football game situations, and bring you our take, bring you what we think is happening throughout the week, each weekend during these huge rivalry football games around the SEC. And I don't want to brag, but I'm sitting here with you, and you, my friend, are a two-time SEC East division champ, 35 wins as Georgia's quarterback, Georgia's all-time leader in career passing yards and touchdowns. Not only that, the SEC's career leader in passing touchdowns and passing yards. Yes, you heard that correctly. A fifth-round draft pick of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2014, played for the Cardinals, Eagles, Rams throughout your NFL career. And news breaking just recently, you're a college football analyst for CBS Sports Network. A different uniform for you, a blazer with the CBS logo on it. That's got to be pretty exciting, huh? A little nerve-wracking. I'm going to be up in the booth, uh, going to be itching a little bit. I definitely want to be down there, and, and man, you, you got me blushing over here. <laughs> you know, you, got, you found some good stats. There I didn't even go. realize a couple of those things. Come and on now. Listen, you're no slouch yourself over there. I mean, we, over, we got Drew Butler, ladies and gentlemen, two-time All-American, two-time All-SEC, the Ray Guy Award winner. I mean, the, the dude has been, been around the block a little bit. You know, five-year or five year NFL vet uh, playing for the Steelers and Cardinals. And, and ladies, you probably heard him a couple times. You know, he's been in the media. He's, he's worked with the Dog Dow. He's worked with UJSports.com, and he's been on 680 The Fan. And, you know, he's a pretty good golfer. We went golfing the other day, and he uh, showed me a couple things here on the <laughs> course, kind of whipped me up a little bit. So, you know, we got a lot of expertise. You know, he knows his stuff. I know my stuff, and, and we're just ready to share it with you guys. Absolutely. I think the, the, the unique 
uh, deal with our podcast, the Punt and Pass podcast, I guess you can now figure out where we got the name from, is that you're obviously an X's and O's guy. You can break down film, watch the All-22, understand what's going on throughout a game plan preparation. And for me, I mean, I'll be bluntly honest with you, not exactly uh, the most talented X's and O's guy being a punter, but I know football. I know what I'm talking about. I understand what goes on throughout the week, and especially in-game situational football, always got to be ready for fourth down, always got to understand where you are on the field. And I think that's the biggest part that we can bring to our listeners is two different perspectives, but two relatable perspectives too, one that ones that fans want to hear because we've been there and we can deliver to them exactly what they want to hear and what they want to learn. Yeah. You know, we, like Drew saying, you know, we're, we, We've been there. We know it. You know, we definitely have two different perspectives. I've, I've been lucky enough. I got to play four years at Georgia. You know, four years playing quarterback and learning offenses, learning defenses, learning how to scheme, learning how to prep for games. And that's only going to help me with the podcast, with my ability to go up in the booth and call games for CBS, understanding when I'm watching a game, what coverages, what offenses work best for, versus which defenses all that kind of good stuff. And Drew just has a great just knack for the game. I mean, he comes from a football family. His dad was an unbelievable kicker at the University of Georgia as well. So he's been around the game. He knows the game. And, you know, whenever you're at practice, pro, college, you know, you always see the kickers. They're kind of just over the side watching, watching the practice, offense, defense, because, you know, they may kick maybe five times a day. And, <laughs> and then just chill and hang out the rest of the day and either play some crazy soccer game or kind of just – watch and learn and, and be a part of the team. So they really get to see what's going on on offense, what's going on on defense. So he's going to be able to just show us a different view, uh, something that might not be just complete X's and O's, but just more of a, of a fan, more of a game gamer, and, and we can – you know, show our expertise that way. It's exciting to being able to start up this podcast because football season, college football season, less than 40 days away from opening weekend and opening weekend, especially in 2017, is an absolute doozy. There's a ton going on, and we'll get to that in a minute, but we just want to kind of lay out exactly what the Punt and Pass podcast will entail from week to week. First things first, expect to grab your newest edition of the Punt and Pass podcast wherever you consume podcasts on Thursday mornings. That's our goal. We want people to be able to get the Punt and Pass podcast every Thursday morning. Get geared up if your SEC team is playing that Thursday night. Uh, Download it and get ready if you're traveling in the car to Tuscaloosa, Knoxville, Auburn, wherever. And then especially if you want to listen to it again with all your friends, fire this baby up during the tailgate. Get our takes, get our opinions, get our predictions, and of course our gambling picks. You'll have those each and every week as Aaron and I bring you exactly what you need to know every single Saturday. So what will we be covering? Well, I think the most important thing is we're going to be covering the SEC. Why? Because we know the SEC. We've played in these stadiums. Aaron, you've played against these coaches, schemed against these defensive coordinators, know what it takes week in and week out to win football games. And the best thing about SEC football is that every single week there are games that have college football playoff implications. So every week we're going to cover that 330 CBS 
football game. The SEC on CBS, it's a staple. 3.30 every Saturday, we'll have you cover it. That primetime ESPN game, usually an SEC West game, maybe sometimes a later SEC East game. You've seen Georgia and South Carolina playing that slot before. You've seen Tennessee and I'm trying to think even Alabama when they yeah. cross divisions, they play in that slot a lot. We will have that game covered. And our third game, it'll be rotational. We're going to touch all sides of the SEC. Sometimes it'll be our beloved Georgia Bulldogs, but that will not deter us. We will cover them all SEC Network has a great slate of games every single season. SEC Nation, an awesome traveling road show. They go to the hottest games, so I'm sure we'll be covering that one as well. But listeners, understand that this podcast is rotational. We will be covering most every single team, bringing you our unbiased opinions, letting you know what to expect each and every week. And I think, Aaron, that brings a lot of value to our podcast. Yeah, I mean, first off, we're covering the best conference in the country. You know, there's no better football than Absolutely. SEC. And like you said, every week there's going to be a game, maybe two, maybe three games, where winner might, you know, have a chance to be in the, the college playoffs. A loser might lose the opportunity. And, and I don't think you can go to any other conference in the country and say there are that many games every week in that conference that can determine who's going to win the national championship, which makes it fun, which makes it exciting. That's why we're going to be bringing some juice week in, week out to kind of Get you guys ready and ramped up for these games because every game counts, no matter in conference, out of conference, and especially those big conference games. I mean, some of the best rivalries in the SEC. Every single week, it every seems week. like it is a rivalry. Yeah, every week. I remember when we were at Georgia, every week seemed like, you know, I'm not even from Georgia, so yeah. I got to kind of learn, you know, from, from day one, like, man, this, this is a big game, you know. Well, next week is a big game, too. Well, next week's a big game. And next week it's like, you know, is every game we play a rivalry game? And, and it really is an SEC because every team's good. And there's a history and there's a hatred yeah. and there's a passion. And everyone just wants to rip each other's heads off, which which makes it fun. And, uh, and the fans make it even better. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously, if you live in the southeast, the Atlanta area, you have your pick of where you want to consume your – uh, podcasts, radio shows, content on the internet when SEC football is being covered. But I think we can bring that different perspective. We mentioned it in the show open. You can go to um, Bleacher Report. You can go to Saturdays Down South. You can go to SB Nation, ESPN. You can do anything. Clay Travis, there's a lot of guys who have very good opinions when it comes to college football, but I'll put our resumes up against anyone. And, and again, not to brag, but we're here to bring that different perspective. We're here to give the fans a former player's perspective, and not just a former player, but a recent former player, a record holder like yourself, guys that understand what it takes when you play Florida and Jacksonville, what it's like when you're down at Rocky Top, um, Playing against Alabama, I hate to bring that up, Aaron. We'll, Ooh, we'll touch on that later, yeah. but no, we don't have to. There's a lot to. You can kind of shy away from that. Yeah, game. There, yeah, there's a lot to discuss, a lot of experience to bring out throughout the season, and I think it's one that fans will gravitate to. So we're excited to have you here with us, as well as covering those games each and every week. I think. Uh, our fans and listeners will love to know that we'll have relevant guests on the podcast as it come about. Uh, we've got plenty of friends and players throughout America, guys that we've played against, guys with plenty more experience th than us. Um, we can reach out to other media members as well if they want to jump on the Punt and Pass podcast and speak with your boy, 
Aaron and myself, we will obviously welcome them. And, and for the listeners that are probably around our age group, we're going to touch on gambling. It's it's huge yeah, in the it's South. Part of it. It's part of the game. Um, gambling's lines, spreads, uh, overs, unders, we'll have them all. We'll give you our picks of the week as well as our predictions each week. We know that the SEC fans love some action on the weekends, so we'll give you exactly what you want to hear. And, of course, we'll have plenty of ways for our fans and listeners to interact and be heard on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at Punt and Pass. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at Punt and Pass. We'll have those up and rolling. And, of course, we'll stay active throughout the week and get you on the show come Thursday morning. Yeah, like what you were ta- talking about earlier, I mean, we, we know some people. I think we, we've played with some guys that are, you know, making a few bucks in the NFL right now. And we, probably, we know a couple coaches here and there. And, and I think that's what makes our podcast kind of exciting. You know, you never know who's, who's going to be on the, the podcast that week. Yeah. You know, we, like I said, we know some guys, that, hey, you know, let's get your opinion for about five, ten minutes. Can you jump on our podcast? And, and we're able to kind of deliver that, where I think most guys, they don't have those connections. They don't have those relationships. And we're able to kind of get those guys that, you know, not only us that have been a part of it and, and played in the SEC and played in the NFL, but other guys who have had unbelievable careers in the SEC and are doing amazing things in the NFL right now or, or retired and doing great things as well. So we're able to kind of add that, and I think that's a little different kind of spice to the show, and I think, uh, you know, you can't really get that anywhere else. For sure, for sure, and that's going to be a valuable part to our podcast week in and week out. Final words just about the generalities of the Punt and Pass podcast. The reason we're doing this is, is because we know Southeastern Conference football. As former players, we understand that the SEC fans all around the Southeast, those faithful fans, they eat, sleep, and breathe with their respective teams, Aaron. You know it better than everyone. And this is each and every week, every single waking morning. If their teams lose on Saturday, Monday through Friday, simply unbearable. Oh, I talk to people at the church. Pastors are like, you know, we get, (laughs) you know, we know who won our loss on Sunday, depending on how much money we receive. You know, if they lose it, people ain't giving money. No doubt. Winning, there might be throwing 20, 40, 60 bucks in there. Absolutely. I mean, pastors are talking to you about it. Your professors in class are maybe in a different attitude. Your classmates. A couple ladies here and there. Come on. That's just the name of the game. And, and, you know, these guys, too, are fans we're talking about. If Georgia loses at noon, God forbid, or Florida takes an L to Tennessee at 3.30, they're not watching football the rest of the day. They're shutting that TV off. They're not going to listen to the radio throughout the week. They're not going to read their favorite websites. They're never going to consume that information because they're legitimately depressed. I've seen it. No. Each Saturday. Each Saturday brings that new hope to them. And that's what makes SEC football the best in the nation. Our coverage in this podcast, the Punt and Pass podcast, is going to give those fans a new perspective that they hadn't had a chance to get before. And we're excited for what 2017 can bring. Yeah, exciting. Let's get rock and roll. Let's get rock and roll. Preview. Absolutely. So we're not going to touch on the first week of games yet. We'll save that for week one. If you look at the schedule, it'll be pretty obvious what games we'll pick. I think for sure that Florida State uh, Alabama pretty game. Pretty good will game be on in there. Atlanta. Yeah. There's a pretty good game in Atlanta. There's also a pretty decent game in Dallas. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan going up against the Florida Gators and Jim McElwain. That'll be a great test for Florida. Expect those two games to certainly be covered on the week one episode of the Punt and Pass podcast. But today, late July, SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama just finished up. And Aaron, I know you and I both got a chance to represent Georgia at SEC Media Days. Not sure what Coach Rick was doing, bringing a punter like myself there. But it was an experience to say the least. 
Um, media all over the place. It's, I mean, just it's crazy. Fans, crazy. media, it's a circus at the least. I don't least. think any other conference has that. No, it's no, wild. It's and, just out of control. And I good think, time, yeah, it's a good time. And I think, yeah. honestly, next year, look for it to become more of that Super Bowl week media type deal. I would expect them to move it to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Probably make tickets available for fans. I mean, they're going to make it into a revenue booster yeah. for sure, as they should, because there is so much raucous around that you get event. the best players in the best conference coming in yeah. to talk for the day, the best coaches, and it's a great time. I mean, the amount of media just there. It's just I remember that day after I got back to Athens, and I was like, man, I, I need to take work off, workouts off for the <laughs> yeah. next couple of days. I'm just like, man, this is crazy. It helps taking that King yes. Air uh, Georgia Athletic Department oh, private yeah. jet over to Hoover, though. Pretty nice. Yeah, catch a little cat nap for about 45 minutes. Okay, so the media, what do they do at media days other than stick microphones in your face, ask maybe some pretty stupid questions throughout the day. Well, they make predictions as well. Uh, before media days finish up, they predict who's going to win the East, they predict who's going to win the West, and they predict the champion of the conference. So this year, um, usual suspects, we'll start with the West. Alabama, Alabama, I mean, they reload. It's getting tiring, but it's just simply the machine that Nick Saban has created. You respect it, though. Yeah, yeah, it's you, amazing. Every year, just five-star, five-star, five-star. And it just, if, if I'm a recruit, why wouldn't you want to go to Alabama? It, it's crazy. And if you go there and see their facilities and, yes. and, and that campus and just what has happened to that campus since Nick Saban has arrived there, it is insane. Oh, big money coming in. It's Left absolutely right. wild. My wife went to Alabama from 2007 to 2011. Obviously, right when Nick Saban got there, I mean, I remember traveling to Tuscaloosa early years, 10 years ago, and it is totally different now. That football stadium is nothing short of a cathedral. Yes. It's wild. Um, a short hop away from Alabama, the media's pick to finish second in the West, Auburn. New quarterback, Jared Stidham, coming in. Uh, A lot of hype around him. I feel like Gus Malzahn may be on the hot seat. They've got a new offensive coordinator in Chip Lindsey. That'll be interesting. We'll touch on that in a minute. And that third team that they've got predicted, sorry, I'm jumping now to the championship. We'll go over to the East. Usual suspects in the East. I know LSU's down there third in the West. SEC media has picked LSU to finish third in the West. We're going to go over all these teams in a minute, but let's jump to the East. Usual suspects and your Georgia Bulldogs picked to win the SEC East. And before I ask you your thoughts, I think uh, the media's choices to win the East in a preseason have been pretty terrible. And I want to say the last time they got it right was in 2012 when they picked Georgia to win the East. It's been a while since the media's had the right footprint down on what goes down in the SEC East. Yeah, I think the big thing right now is what they're looking at is if you look through the SEC, there's just not a lot of returning quarterbacks. No. You know, and you have a big time recruit who had a pretty good year last year and and you look at that and then that's where that's what holds the team together, the QB, you know, and if you have a guy just a guy that's even returning, you look at all these other teams and they're new QBs, new offensive coordinators, and there's a lot of learning to be done. And and you look at Georgia, yeah, he's only in his second year with uh, Jacob Beeson, but you know, he had a good year last year, played every single game, and, and they finally got some good weapons around him, hopefully got some good recruits at the offensive line as well. So, you know, I expected them to be, you know, kind of number one for, for predictions. Now they got to go out there and prove it, though. Absolutely. Kirby Smart entering his second year. You said it best. They've got to prove it. Second pick, and Georgia's going to have to go through him if they want to win the East. 
is those Florida Gators down mm. in that home state of yours. Jim McElwain has won the SEC East two years in a row. They have that noted quarterback transfer, Malik Zaire, down there in Gainesville. The defense is always talented. That Do game in QB, Jacksonville, though. yeah. They have a QB. That game in Jacksonville, if you if you go by the predictions of the SEC media, that's going to decide yes. who wins the East. Every year you know it. But Absolutely. And, and once again with Florida, it's back to the QB problem. No doubt. Do they have a QB? I don't I, since Tim Tebow, have they had a QB? Yeah, it's tough to it's say. It's tough. So much, so much talent. Yeah. But if you can't get him the ball, it doesn't matter. And that third team in the East, like I said, usual suspects. They're picking Butch Jones in Tennessee to finish third in the East. So we'll touch on the volunteers here in a bit. But rounding out those top six teams that the media has predicted, Sporting News, one of the All-American voting magazines pick their top 25 preseason and six teams from the sec are in the top 25 i know the acc has been putting on their recruiting um hat lately getting out Mm -hmm. in the media saying we're the best conference in college football and if you go by last year i mean yeah i guess clemson beat alabama on a last second play i guess you can give them the toss up there listen it's not a rivalry it's not competition unless you let the other team win every now and then yeah yeah you know it's just unfair if you win every year it just doesn't make it fun you got to give them some hope exactly so Preseason, top 25. SEC has six teams in the top 25. Let's preview each team. We just briefly touched on each of them, but starting at number one, you guessed it, Alabama. My first question is, where is the weak link? The Crimson Tide seems to reload every single year. Every single year. It's just he brings guys in left and right, and it's just, hey, we're going to put you down. You're going to sit for a couple years. You're going to learn. We're going to get you nice and strong, and then – when it's your turn, let's go kill it. And it's just five-star after five-star after five-star. And then their quarterback's pretty good, too. He had a great year last year as a freshman. I know there's been rumors going around right now about competition. That's a joke. It's just, yeah, complete joke. I think Nick Saban kind of nicks that and, and pretty much had the same feeling as we do right now. Absolutely. And, you know, they're front seven, too. Um, the athletes they have up front, the, the speed that they play with, and the size, for that matter, at the linebacker position, they just take over games. Uh, it's very hard to run against the Crimson Tide. If you can't have a balanced offense, then Nick Saban's just going to jump down your throat and squash it pretty early. Well, I think that's what they do. They want to just wear you out yeah. offensively, defensively. You know, I just go back to when we played in the SEC championship game, and they just, our guys were just tired. It's relentless. They just want to keep pounding yeah. and pounding. And then when you get to that fourth quarter, you're just, you're done. There's no legs. There's no strength left. And they're just, they feel great at that point. You know, they got you in the palm of their <laughs> they hand. They get that second win. And they get that second win, and they're ready to rock and roll. And that's what they do offensively. That's what they do defensively. It's just beat you down yeah you know you have to be mentally strong to be able to play four quarters against Alabama yeah the way they handle their schedule too I mean it's going to come down to that LSU game every single year and last year they dominated them even with coach O getting the Tigers all riled up for that game and then it's going to come down to the Iron Bowl I mean usually uh, they play late into the season right after Thanksgiving whoever wins that game it seems like again this year based off these media predictions that the Iron Bowl will decide who goes to the SEC championship. All right, so Alabama, number one preseason top 25 poll, according to the Sporting News. The second team in the top 25, this got me worried a little bit, but it's Georgia at 10. Mm. Sporting News is ranking the Georgia Bulldogs at number 10 in the nation in their preseason top 25. Aaron, simple to me, can the offensive line step up in 2017? If they don't, I'm just going to say right now, 
Georgia's going to have a very similar season to what Tennessee endured last year in 2016. A lot of hype for whatever reason. We'll touch on that here in a second. But if the offensive line ain't there, it's going to be a damn shame that they can't use Nick Chubb and Sonny oh, Michelle. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone last year, I know Nick wasn't, you know, he's a year off major surgery. If there's no holes to run through, you can't do much as a running back. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do as a quarterback, as a running back. And I think they went out. They got some great recruits this year, great recruiting class. Not only, not only offensive line, but they got some great receivers as well, some yeah. playmakers for Jacob as, to kind of throw the ball and have some fun with. But I'm excited, man. I, I kind of watched a video the other day of Nick Chubb squatting 600 pounds, so he's, looking, he's looking healthy. He's a freak. He looks I mean. healthy. He's ready to roll. My biggest question is, is are they, are they going to open it up? Yeah. Is Chaney going to open it up, let Jacob kind of throw the ball around? Because I remember last year watching games. and We had no time. They, yeah, they had no time. And it was just run, toss right, toss yeah. left, toss right, toss left. I'm like, man. Well, you had well, to get you yes. had to get those guys out to you the perimeter because you yes. couldn't go up the middle. You go up Absolutely the middle. zero room. And I think if you're able to kind of open that open that up a little bit, if you're able to get the the zone game going, which only opens up the play action, which opens up opens up the bombs yeah. uh, for Jacob to kind of launch it down the field. Like you said, it all starts with the offensive line. You know, those it. guys can make a difference and just cause those safeties just to kind of hesitate even a little know. bit. You know, I we know. got some speed on the outside. If we can cause them to hesitate a little bit, get a little play action game going. And launch over the top, we can get some big plays. And that's what we need to do. We need to open it up. And uh, and I think they can do pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you look at Jacob's successes last year. Jacob Easton, I'm talking about late in games in those clutch moments when defenses put three guys down on the ground, get a little bit few more defensive backs on the field. He has more time to sling it, and the dude was making plays. Making plays. I mean, it's as simple as that. If he can stand in the pocket and deliver the football, he can make any throw. Oh, he's a big-looking dude up there's there. There's no question. Oh, so the, the offensive the line has got to help him out. We'll touch quickly on defense. Georgia arguably has one of the best linebacking cores in the nation. Roquan Smith is a certified beast. That guy is all over the field. Big question marks surrounding Lorenzo Carter and Davin Bellamy simply because they have so much hype. They look like absolute freaks. Monsters but sometimes the they just don't get to the quarterback. They don't perform for guys that look like that, they don't perform the way they should. Look I'm like just Tarzan being honest. Jane. No, I mean, I'm not Listen, saying I, it. I'm not saying it either. I mean, right. there's they, but they definitely look the part. Yeah. And they're, I mean, if I was lining up across from them, I'd be a little scared. No doubt. So I mean, Kirby's got those types of athletes yes. on defense. It's going to be up to that offensive line. Georgia checking in at number ten in Sporting News preseason top twenty-five poll. The next team up, one spot behind Georgia. Out on the plains, Auburn checking in at number eleven on the surprising. Sporting News top twenty-five preseason poll. A little surprising. A lot of hype coming out of the plains. I think mostly because of their running back situation, Cameron Petway, Carry on Johnson. They're saying those guys are just as good, maybe better at the end of the season than Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. And obviously, you're going to be excited when you have a transfer quarterback with experience in a spread type situation. Yes. That's Jarrett Stidham coming from Baylor. Is he the answer? Chip Lindsey, I think, will make or break Gus Malzahn this season. I mean, going back to the quarterback, I mean, 12 or 1,265 yards passing, 12 touchdowns at Baylor. Yeah. You know, I know it's a different conference, but it is the same offense. He's not going from spread to pro style. He's, yeah. you know, should be somewhat familiar with the offense. Terminology should be a little different, but he should be able to pick that up and, and kind of just roll. I yeah. mean, that offense is just made to just – fling it, get the playmakers the ball in their hands as fast as you can. And, and he's had his, uh, some experience with that. He's had some success with that. And, and uh, you know, the difference is can he handle the SEC? He, yeah, I mean, they're going to come after the him. SEC West week in, week out. And that's it's definitely different, you know, different conference, better defenses, 
game, a lot the more speed, speed of the game yeah. is completely different. So, you know, if he's able to handle that, uh, you know, they do have the playmakers. And for a guy like him to be able to rely on um, running backs with a lot of experience like Cameron Petway and Carrion Johnson, I mean, if they have those options to balance out the offense, let Sidham kind of catch some of those, like you said, have those safeties bite just a little bit. They have to respect the run game. They could open up some big plays. Uh, their defense always pretty good. They usually have some freak DNs who can win those one-on-one battles against a tackle, whoop some ass, get to the quarterback. Oh, yeah. That's the name of the game, man. You force turnovers, get yeah, so get off the field. The ball, yeah, force turnovers, play good defense. I mean, you know, just jumping back to UJ is 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 Kirby trying to build that that Alabama mold. Yeah, I mean, everyone, I think, I think is. everybody is. Everyone yeah. wants to build that mold. Why it's just you? protect the ball. Yep. Play great defense, wear teams out. Yeah. And and you starts with running the ball, starts with offensive line. And all these teams we talk about, are you able to run the ball? Who has the best running backs? Yeah. Who has the best offensive line? Absolutely. And if Auburn has that, then you know they're definitely gonna be a threat. Yeah, and with this new quarterback Jarrett Stidham in the fold, it'll be interesting. Again, Chip Lindsey, new offensive coordinator. I think Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat. That game, that iron bowl, which is always so monumental, could have a lot of meaning. In 2017, so that's the number 11 team in the preseason Sporting News Top 25 poll, the Auburn Tigers. Going on to the fourth SEC team in the Top 25, Sporting News has the LSU Tigers at number 14. Coach O, Ed Orgeron, going going into his first full season at LSU. Now, my question is this. He brings in Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator, and for me, I think Matt Canada is going to try to reinvent the wheel at LSU because under Les Miles, this offense was abysmal. Nothing Nothing short of abysmal. They were awful, holding down what was always one of the best defenses in the nation. And one of some of the best talent. I mean, you look at the guys in the NFL right now, and you're like, they had those receivers and those running backs, they couldn't play put points on the board it's just wild you're just mind blown you you wonder where they go wrong because like you said i mentioned the defense but yeah the the, the talent that they had on offense obviously odell beckham odell beckham jarvis landry now you could say leonard fournette coming up i mean they're i mean the lime there's linemen all over the place but there's no quarterback quarterback. i mean that's the last time they've had a decent quarterback and it's been a long time but they do have darius guys this year i think the heisman campaign's already started in baton rouge I wonder if he'll be able to lead the way during Coach O's first full season. You know the defense will be solid as a rock. It's just going to be up to Matt Canada and how he gets these players on offense to respond. I always said this. Good coaches, they switch to what players they have, right? I mean, they're not going to come in there and say, here's my playbook, learn it. They're going to go out there, watch your seven-on-seven, understand what athletes they have, and they're going to create the offense around the talent that they have. Can Matt Canada do that? Does he spread them out? Biggest question is, does he have a quarterback? Yeah, does he have a quarterback? And I think that's the biggest question of all these SEC teams. And and they do. Their quarterback, Danny Etling, right now, he's coming off back surgery. You know, eh, That's one little, one bad hit away from the yeah, sideline. one bad hit. I mean, you kind of get a little, little scared in the pocket. You get a couple hits. That back starts kind of cramping up a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. You know, like we said, they have plenty of playmakers. Can he get the ball in the playmakers' hands at the end of the day? And And – also, man, who wants to play in that stadium? Oh, that's who a wants tough to play place there? To play. Yeah, that is a brutal place. Brutal place to, to play. play. And they got that in their back pocket as well. Absolutely. I mean, those night games in Baton Rouge, it's tough to win there. And Coach O had those guys playing last year at a high level. Will he be able to keep that throughout an entire season? And I think most importantly for Tiger fans, will he be able to keep the program out of trouble? Ran into a little bit of trouble in Oxford when he was in charge at Ole Miss. We'll see how that goes down the road, but 
Coach O, first full season, those LSU Tigers checking in at number 14 on Sporting News Top 25 preseason poll. Go one more spot down the list. Another team from the East at 15, the Florida Gators. Checking in at number 15 on Sporting News Top 25 preseason poll. Two-time SEC East, repeating SEC East division champion. They've represented the East two years in a row against Alabama. A little tough foe, but... A lot of questions down in Gainesville. Felipe Franks coming back as quarterback, but they have Malik Zaire transfer from Notre Dame. I, I, I'm, it's tough to say on Florida. I always give them a ton of respect because obviously, Aaron, you know what it's like to play down in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins that game, as it seems like this season, will probably represent the East. But they've got a new defensive coordinator, Randy Shannon, coming in to lead that often talented defense. Big week one battle versus Michigan. What are, what are your thoughts on the Florida Huge Gators? Week one right there. I mean, that's going to really not make or break. It's not a, not a conference game, but it kind of just momentum wise, kind of yeah. gets you going. It's always great to have a big win, national TV. But big thing goes back again to quarterback. I mean, Malik is has 15 games experience, yeah, most in that QB room right now. So the big question mark is, do they have a guy to play quarterback? And they haven't had someone since Tebow, and that's kind of been the downfall. Just with LSU, great defense, great skill. It's crazy. But no one who doesn't want to play quarterback at Florida. It's amazing how they're not able to get solid guys year in and year out in the recruiting game to kind of come in there and and just throw the ball to these freak athletes. So that's going to be a huge question mark. And then it, this past week, huge blow. Uh, safety Marcel Harris tearing his yeah. Achilles. Yeah, that's that's, you know, that's tough not, to deal that's with. That's not where you want to get going when you're about to start camp. So little blow right there. Um, but you know they got plenty of talent on defense. They're just going to find someone to step up and. But the big question mark, who is going to lead that team on the offensive side of the ball? What quarterback is going to step up in this camp and kind of uh, take control? Yeah, a lot of questions to be answered with fall camp starting later on this month, early August. But you look at Florida last year, 9-4 and four overall, 6-2 and two in the SEC. Like we said, they represented the East. And then you just run into a roadblock and get your ass kicked 54-16 to 16 in the SEC mm-hmm. championship. That hurts. It doesn't feel yeah, good. Yeah, they – Listen, Alabama they, was on a different level last year. They though. were. They I were. I mean, the East the East just needs to step it up. They do. They need the to step it up. The East step it up. I think it's been since 2008, since they won. Yes. Yeah, I mean it, – It's been Alabama, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, that's yeah. been pretty much all. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting to yes. say the least, but – Big year for Florida. A lot to learn throughout fall camp here coming up, and it's going to come down to, like you said, who's the quarterback that represents that team moving forward in 2017. That's your 15th-ranked team this preseason by the Sporting News. That's the Florida Gators. Let's jump 10 more spots. It's the last SEC team in the top 25 by Sporting News. Rounding out the poll, your 25th team is the Tennessee Volunteers. Tears. It's a huge season for Butch Jones, and it begins, like we just said with Florida, with finding out who replaces Josh Dobbs. I mean, it's been a while since they've had to worry about the QB position. Yeah, it has. It's been a while. And they got a couple good guys. I actually got to work out with one of them, Quinton Dormady, yep. a couple months back. Big kid, big arm. Had a great spring. I think he's kind of the leader right now in the pack to to get that starting job, and, and we'll see if he can take it. He has some stiff competition with – uh, another kid named Jarrett, more of a more of a athlete back there, QB. So very two different styles. So biggest thing is, you know, what style of QB do they want? Do they want more of the athletic guy? Do they want more of the pocket passer? 
which mold kind of fits them. And, and, but it goes back to what you say. The best guy, they need to kind of form it around him as well. So should be an interesting battle. Uh, Quinton definitely has the upper hand right now going in the camp. Should be getting most of the first-team reps. And like I said, impressive kid. But once again, another SEC team without a quarterback return this year. Yeah, it seems like Quinton kind of has that mold that Josh Dobbs had a year ago. Josh obviously liked to stay in the pocket, had a strong arm. But when he needed to, much like yourself, Aaron, he could make plays extend the play, uh, you know, search for that pylon, go run, get that first down. That's going to be important for Tennessee this year. They stole a few games last year, but here's my biggest question mark. Can Butch Jones count to 10? They have yet to win 10 games since he has been there. That fan base up in Knoxville, obviously extremely passionate. It, it's just... SEC, though. I know. You need a win. I know. You, you, know, you need to win. The fans are... I mean, very fickle. You have to. You need to get ten wins. You need to make the SEC championship game. You need to win bowl games, and you get a short amount of time. I mean, you get two, three, maybe four years, and if you're not producing, they're looking for someone else to kind of come over and take that take that position. Yeah, you know, Butch Jones again, thirty and twenty-one over four years in the SEC. Eighty and uh, yeah, thirty and twenty-one over four years. At Tennessee, he's been a head coach for 10 years, and uh, if he doesn't get the job done this year, he may be looking elsewhere. It'll be pretty interesting to see what happens at Rocky Top. But again, they've got to get to that 10-win mark, I think, and it starts by going through Georgia and Florida. Yeah, not easy right there. I mean, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, it's SEC. Every week is a tough game. You you could have a great team and – have seven, eight wins, and man, man, we had such a great team. <laughs> I know. But it's just the talent everywhere. Man, it's hard. It's crazy. It is, it is a tough task to get 10 wins in the SEC. And it'll be tough for Tennessee this year. They lost Josh Dobbs. They lost Alvin Kamara. They lost Derek Barnett. They need to replace those guys. John Kelly, their talented running back, and like Aaron just pointed to, Quentin Dormady, will try to help Butch Jones get over the hump, get to 10 wins, maybe have an above-expectations type season in Knoxville. That'll be big for them, but they round out the top 25. That's six teams from the SEC in the Sporting News' top 25 preseason poll. I'm sure those will be adjusted as fall camp continues throughout the month of August. Guys get injured, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, news breaks like Hugh Freeze going down at Ole Miss. That was well, interesting. Crazy. Do you have any um, personal experience being recruited by Hugh? Do you know I him do at all? not. I just remember a week ago just – Eating some sushi, and all of a sudden, <laughs> my phone just starts blowing up. I mean, you know, one of my buddies, world? one of my buddies, Christian Robinson, was yeah, a, a GA yeah, for absolutely. him. Absolutely. And we're Christian, just like man, it's just craziness over there. He said, "I'm glad I got out of there. I'm at Mississippi, Mississippi State now." And he said, "Between all the violations, between yeah. now this coming out, I mean, it's just it's not looking pretty at all, Miss, with with just the the extra stuff that's now put on this program. Yeah, when, because of." You know, when the, the stuff. when the news broke that his phone had been um, accused of, or I guess found calling escort services, I thought he was calling escort services on behalf of like recruits and players. I thought he was like <laughs> trying to set up a fun weekend for his, you know, for some high school seniors coming no, into Oxford. Man, There's not a lot to do in himself. Oxford, but uh, no. you know, they searched deeper, and my man's out here putting Bible verses on Twitter and then calling the escort service. I think in Tampa, right? I think that's where it was. Yeah, I mean, Aaron can point you in the right direction maybe if you're looking (laughs) for something like that. But I think the funniest thing is this. It was a minute-long phone call. He said it was a missed dial, right? Oh, 
If you misdial and, and have no, the that, man knew exactly. what he wanted. He wanted to get to the point. Exactly. And it was done with. You know, yeah. and, and who knows where he lands? Does he land on his feet? I'm sure. Um, you know, he might be in the booth with you this year. You know how all oh, that works man. out. That could be a little awkward. How excited are you to uh, help out at CBS Sports Network this year? I mean, essentially, you're the enemy now. You're a I member the of enemy the media. How, oh. What do you think is the toughest thing going to be for you? I mean, I, I don't wearing think Wearing a suit's going to be the yeah. toughest part for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not used to wearing a jacket, and I'm going to be up there telling them to turn the fan on a little a little higher. And <laughs> those Dude, those games in, in uh, early fall can be pretty steamy at steamy. 12, 2.30 in the afternoon, oh, it's depending gonna be on where you are. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, it's a different – I'm – I have a chance to be around the game still. That's huge. That's the one thing for me is, you know, I love football. Do I want to coach? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the hours those guys put in, it's a it's a it's crazy. strenuous job. Yeah. I mean, you never get to see your family. So it kind of put me away from the coaching stuff. And then I think broadcasting will be fun. You yeah. know, I get to stay around the game. I get to have a great time, um, cover some great players, some great coaches. And, and I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, a great journey. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll be calling the SEC game of the week, so we'll see what happens. That'd be huge. It'll be fun to keep up with you. I know all of our listeners to the Punt and Pass podcast will be able to follow you week in and week out. We'll find out every Thursday what game yep. you're covering. You can break it here every single week. Don't tell anybody else except no, us right no, here on the Punt guys. and Pass podcast. That'll be pretty pretty awesome but yeah I think it's going to be a really fun season coming up an exciting season I know you and I love being around football um we're both in in, our blood yeah we're both in in the Atlanta area right now you'll be able to hear us uh here there and everywhere when it comes to SEC football but we just wanted to let everyone know exactly what to expect this season during the punt and pass podcast again we'll be out every thursday morning you can get us on itunes soundcloud we'll put the links up on twitter instagram facebook online downline upline across line just everywhere anywhere you, you can, can get go it. you yeah. can't turn around without seeing yeah, our pretty yeah. faces what can you do about so we'll it? do that we're gonna shop some logos here we got to make sure our logo game is tight you know, I'm thinking sponsorships. I'm thinking gear. I, my brain is – I'm going big brain with yes. this thing. I think it's too good of an idea. Chick-fil-A's of the world. Chick-fil-A or Zaxby's. I mean big. Either one. Who, you They're know, huge. it's fine. We'll get, a little, Georgia people we'll get a little bidding war. You know, do we have yeah. a beer of the week? Do we go Ooh. Tito's? I see there's a bottle of Don Julio 1942 in here. Casamigos just sold for a billion. I mean, come on. We can go we any can go direction. Big. Dream big. Yes, our Dream hands big. are out. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun here on the Punt and Pass podcast. We hope that you join us every single week right here, coming through your speakers. This is the podcast to hear everything you need to know about SEC football, and we appreciate you taking the time to join in on this pilot episode with us here. Once again, I'm Drew Butler. Aaron Murray. And uh, we are the Punt and Pass podcast, coming to you live this fall, every Thursday, your one-stop shop for everything SEC football.